Welcome to the Empower Your English Learner podcast, where we explore research, instructional strategies, leadership practices, and community initiatives that move the needle for English learners in school systems around the country. If you are a teacher, a school-based administrator, a district leader, or anyone who wants to do more for this group of students, then we are your home. In these episodes, we will explore ways to actively engage English learners in learning in the classroom, how to empower them so that they can achieve at higher levels, and how to ensure that they're more engaged and connected in the school community. We look forward to going through some ideas with you in our upcoming episodes. Good morning, change agents. My name is Sanja Blotner, 26 veteran in the field of public education. And I know over the last several episodes, we've been talking about what it takes to really make a difference in the learning and engagement for our English learners in the classroom and in the schoolhouse, and ultimately in the larger community. Um, today, I wanted to continue our conversation around equity. I know we've talked about the importance of doing a root cause analysis because you as a systems thinker needs to make sure that you're looking at all of the different ways that that system connects, that influences the outcomes for English learners. We've also talked about the importance of collaboration because none of this work can be done alone. It's so important that we keep in mind that the answers that we're seeking to the challenges that we're facing are in multiple heads. And I wanted to bring us back as we began this journey in the work group, we also realized that while we needed to look at research and data, we also needed to bring it home to understand what we were bringing to the table. So that's kind of where I want to kind of begin with you today. I want to take some time to really kind of unpack equity and what it means. And as we talk about equity today, I want you to keep in mind that you as a change leader need to do some unpacking of who you are to be able to better serve the English language learners that are in front of you, whether they're in your classroom as a teacher, whether they're in your schoolhouse and you're trying to shepherd them to success as the administrator in the building, whether you are a district leader and you're trying to figure out how to shift outcomes across the system for English language learners, it does begin with you. So I actually wanted to start for a moment and frame the equity work that we know is so important because, again, when we think about it, we say, oh my gosh, we hear that word equity, we hear diversity, we hear inclusion, and it's so easy when we hear these terms to think other. But ultimately, if we are going to be the change agents that we need to be, to shift the work in our schoolhouse, in our classrooms, our schoolhouses, and our districts, then we have to know who we are. So I wanna start with my story, just tell you a little bit about who I am and what brought me to this work in the first place. So I am the daughter of two immigrants who came to this country when they were only 
um, at the high school level and they struggled, you know, they had to ad adjust basically leaving everything behind and adjust to this new culture and understand how to the economics in this country and understand how to navigate and get an education. And one thing that I remember, this is myself and even though I was born here in New York, so I was born as a US citizen, I saw my family struggle. But one thing that was absolutely clear in their minds is it was about education. And I watched how education was able to shift um, family members who didn't have anything to become lawyers and doctors and teachers and uh, psychologists. Um, and they shape their lives with education. And I think at a very young age, I began to realize how important education was. And I began to understand how important it was to understand and value different perspectives and knowing how important that is to move things forward. And I think from my perspective as a teacher, as a um, teacher leader in, in a building, as a leader, as a um, instructional specialist, and as a um, as a supervisor, it has always been driving me, understanding how important it is, how vital it is, how education can shift outcomes for children, and how it can make a difference, and how it can change where students begin to where they end up. Now, I know that if you've been with me over these past episodes, you're here because your heart is in this game. You are absolutely committed to making that difference for your English learners. But I'm here to tell you that you've got to also make sure that as you're looking outward at helping your English language learners in your classroom, in your schoolhouse, in your district, you've also got to make sure you're looking inward you've got to ask yourself, what are some of those biases that you're bringing to the table? Um, you know, one thing that I was, and as I reflect back growing up, um, I know that for myself, I grew up in a very strong um, Christian um, Caribbean community where we were very tight-knit and we kind of hang, hung, hung together, helped each other, um, and we would sometimes see ourselves as one community and all of the others out there, whether they were necessarily, I'm just going to put it out there, African-American, white American, or from different parts of the world, they were others. But one thing that I've learned, and this is this kind of helped me as I traveled, um, and sometimes it's amazing how traveling can get you to step back and see things through a different perspective. Because as I traveled, and I traveled to Puerto Rico and Spain, and just vis visiting other places and, and seeing the lenses that other people were seeing the world from, it helped me see my own lenses. I still remember one trip in Spain where um, there there I was down close to La La. la um, and traveling and there just to kind of give you the, the way we see the world in our context the um, the Musulmanos right so uh, the Moors who had moved into Spain and had 
occupied Spain for some of the time because of that occupation and, and during the times of the Crusades and of course over the centuries there had been a lot of animosity that had built up between the Spaniards and many of our um, Muslim friends who had come into Spain and had um, been influencing and controlling the politics for some time. Um, and it was interesting to see. So here I was traveling um, and looking for a room one evening. And I remember the, the Spaniard at that time reached, looking out, seeing me, inviting me in. But there was another guy who um, was Muslim and she refused to let him spend the night there. And the, uh, the entire hostel was empty. And, you know, just like an experience of that helps me see that often the racial barriers that we face can be so much in the context of what we understand. In that context for her, um, making sure that she mistreated Musulmanos was important. Oh, but the African-American, from her perspective, they can come and stay in the hostel, right? So that was okay in her mind. And then I kind of then circle back to here in this country, that often when we think about different perspectives, we think, oh, students who may be coming from other countries, they're coming with less education, you know, because they can't speak English, maybe they're not as intelligent. Those are sometimes the things that we grapple with. Those are the mindsets that we grapple with. So I can tell you, as I bring all of those experiences back to this work, um, that when I think about the work that we did in the work group, one of the reasons why it was so important to engage our equity um, team in the work is because we realized how important it was to make sure that as we were doing this work, we were considering the personal, local, and immediate, and how that particular condition was impacting the way we were looking at the English language learners and their success in our school system the way we were looking at what we expected of them. Did we expect them to graduate at high levels? Did we expect them to be intelligent and to do well in their classes? I can tell you from some of those student focus groups that we did as we were doing our root cause analysis and as we were engaging with students that some of them said, the teachers don't think I'm smart. They don't think I can do the work. The teachers are yelling at me. They're not um, really understanding what I'm saying. They're not taking time to explain things so that I can understand it. So what's ironic is from, you know, if I, again, I always think different vantage points. So if I were to take the perspective of the teacher who was working with the student, oftentimes if we would do the two surveys, the teachers thought they were doing a great job, but the students didn't feel that way. So I guess the question for us sometimes is as we're thinking about this work is how can we get to congruence where if you were to do a survey, and so just think about how valuable surveys and focus groups are, because if you were to do that in your district, what would the teacher's perspectives be of how they're treating the students? And what are the students' perspectives about how they're being treated? When you see discrepancy in these two sets of data, you know there's work that needs to be done. 
And I urge you, as I just shared a couple of, um, of my own background, for you in your um, circle, as you're working with your leaders, as you're working to be that change agent in your classroom, in your schoolhouse, in your district, to consider what are those opportunities that you have to really explore equity beginning with self, and understanding what your values are, understanding what your mindsets are, your perspectives. And it's only sometimes as you're able to see the, that place where you begin from that you can begin to see the lens that you're using as you see the work. And as you take on and really can see your lens, it's only at that point that you can begin to shift some of your own mindsets. So I guess it goes back to a good book that talks about the beam and the moat. Sometimes before we're able to take the moat out of our brother's eye, we have to see the beam in our own eye. So I challenge you change agents to ask yourself, write your personal um, biography, write it down. What were some of the things that shaped you? Where did you come from, right? So where did you come from? How did where you come from shape who you are right now and your beliefs and your passion for this work. Because if you're still listening, you have a passion for this work. And then as you see where it's taken you, what are some of the barriers that you have? Because we all have them that we need to see to then be able to, because sometimes when we can see our own um, biases, when we can see our own barriers, when we can see our own challenges, we can then with empathy begin to address what we're seeing in others. So I'd like to challenge you to consider those, those conditions that it's so important as we're thinking about equity. And that is really looking at focusing on that personal, local, and immediate thinking about what are those structures, what are the systems that are in place that impact the way equity in the classroom, how students see you seeing them, how students see themselves, how students see each other, how teachers see the students, how district level folks see folks in the schoolhouse, right? Like all of those different pieces, there are lots of mindsets that are behind. There are lots of assumptions that we make. The other thing that I would ask you as you're thinking about this work, and this goes to having empathy for yourself, even if you see something that you don't like to see, and understanding that there's nothing that's fixed in stone. What I found is often when you can see a challenge that you might be facing, you can then begin to shift it. So just understand that that work as a change agent is going to take you really being able to look at something and analyze it from that moral perspective and understanding, you know, how does, how do things that were situations that maybe sometimes upset you, how does that align to, to your moral compass, right? How does it um, align to intellectually when you're thinking about that challenge? What are, how do you think about it intellectually? What are those questions that you ask yourself? How do you analyze what you're seeing around you in your own life and in your schoolhouse and in the larger district, right?
Think about the next one though, is your heart, empathy. What are, when you think about what you're seeing, what is it that you can bring from that perspective, thinking about it from a compassionate point of view and looking at a situation? And then ultimately is, well, based on what you see, what actions can you take yourself individually, but with others to move things forward? So it's really important for you to think about um, how a compass in these four areas, thinking of how you can balance the compass to make sure that you're really beginning to think about the moral, intellectual, emotional, and social aspects that shape both your lens. And remember that sometimes when you're looking at your lens, you might notice that you come in from one of those four stances. And how can you make sure that you balance it by taking another stance as you look at an issue? Well, I hope that you got a lot of information today. And your big takeaway, I think, change agents, that as you think about this work, it's so important when we think about equity, and we began this work when we were working in the work group as well, that you are thinking about what is it that you are bringing to the table? And what is your lens? Have you taken the time to sit down and write your personal biography, and then analyze and see what is the stance that you come from? And I challenge you that once you've written your personal biography, to take that, that what I call it a compass, right, and look at the moral, intellectual, compassion, as well as your social, and think about how does that where do you fit along that compass and how might you look at your story to understand where it fits in the larger picture so that you can have a better sense of knowing who you are as you're continuing on this journey in your change work. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I hope that I challenged you to really think about your own lens that you're bringing to the table. Until next time, be the change that you want to see in the world. Take care. Visit us at createsolutions.us and let us work with you to develop diverse learners and leaders so that they can become change agents in their fields of study and industry.